welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Chloe, and today I'm joined by our lovely co-hosts, Ellie and Katie. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll be discussing all the April Fool's jokes we wish were true. Plus, we'll share our thoughtful tips on creating controlled controversy online. By the time this episode goes live, April Fool's would have been almost a week ago, but guys, I couldn't resist doing a little segment on April Fool's and all the campaigns we saw because, as usual, there were quite a lot. Uh, in most cases, a lot of brands really take the mick and go out as big and outlandish as they possibly can, but... There are a few brands that are playing things off so well that at first glance, I feel like, you know, you might almost believe that they're true. So this week, I thought it would be super fun for us to chat about all the April Fool's jokes we wish were true. Um, Katie, you had a really interesting one when we were talking off air. What is your favorite? So one that I saw that I absolutely love the idea of is Audi, who are always just on top of their social media game. I don't know what they're doing with their social media managers, but they are just killing it. They, A breed. <laughs> exactly. That's built different. Um, they put out a post about Audi Air special flies since 2022. And I love the idea. I love a bargain. I love the idea of cheap travel. Hopefully it wouldn't be like Ryanair, although their TikToks are great. <laughs> everything else might not be quite as good um, but like if it has like the same Audi quality as like my weekly shop I am more than happy I will trust my life in them on a plane I will let them take me anywhere I was just like I saw it and I was like I know it's not true but god I wish it was <laughs> I know Audi is so good they have that um those Jo Malone knockoffs and they're mm. so good like I feel like they really could you know take me to the sky exactly it might not even be like a real plane <laughs> like it's probably something that looks like a plane but they can't actually call it that you know <laughs> You can you buy tickets in the middle aisle of the Audi store. <laughs> That's where the best deals are. Uh, although, like something else I saw that like absolutely horrified me, and is the complete opposite of something I want to be true, is um, Wild Deodorant. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you follow like any influencer, they've probably done a campaign on them. Um, they released, I say released, they put out a post that they were releasing um, a collaboration with the Cheese Geek UK, um, and it was cheesy deodorant. Um, they still have the um, horrifying pictures on their Instagram, if you want to go take a look. Uh, the one that made me want to heave was the Brie deodorant, which was just a piece of Brie <laughs> stuck into the reusable container. Um, and I wish I hadn't seen it before, but I have, and now you need to suffer with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was worried you were going to go there when you mentioned the cheese brand, and you did. They went straight there. They're not one for subtlety, are they? <laughs> like, I am a huge fan of a nice block of Stilton, but I don't want it on my armpits. <laughs> no, definitely not. I honestly couldn't think of anything worse. Like... I feel like you know from the get-go when you see a post like that, that's obviously an April Fool's. You'd be like, what is that? (laughs) That's my personal gripe with April Fool's campaigns is that 
because it's been going on for so many years, there are no subtle ideas mm. left. And there are people put out campaigns that are almost not worth putting out because they're so fake. Like mm. I saw a, um, a suiting company say they were coming out with the birthday suit. And it was basically just like a print of a naked man's body on a suit with like, obviously the, the genitals blurred out. But I was like, yeah, that's obviously not real. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... Yeah. The more subtle you go with it, the more believable it is and the more you, like, get people. So yeah. that's, that's how I like my April Fool's campaigns. <laughs> Literally, I want to be able to, like, double-check double, double check myself and be like, is this mm-hmm. real, you know? You, like, do dig a little bit deeper and see whether it is actually real or not. Um, they're the best kind Definitely. of ones. Definitely. And that's actually what happened to me um, on Thursday night. So it was the day before April Fool's. So naturally, I wasn't expecting to see any tomfoolery on my on my social pages. <laughs> Some shenanigans. Um, any shenanigans of any <laughs> sorts. But I do still follow a couple of brands from Australia on Facebook. Um, and so I actually got... I got got good, if that makes sense. M and M's Australia actually they got me really good. They posted um, they were coming out with a new product was launching, and it was basically M and M's and Skittles in the same packet. And I was like, oh my gosh, amazing! Like you know, not everyone's taste naturally, but to me that sounds beautiful. Like you have the chocolate <laughs> and the palate cleansing Skittle to follow up absolute palate cleansing skill yes (laughs) and I just thought this was the best thing I'd ever seen I immediately was like texting all my Australian relatives saying next time you see me please bring this over and then I I had to check myself I said hold on a second it's the day before April Fool's which means it is indeed April Fool's in Australia and I think I've just been God I'm sure you weren't the only one. So <laughs> it's definitely one that I really, really wished was true. But alas, you know, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> you you fell. You fell for the infamous day. Unfortunately, yes, I was definitely their target demographic, and it's <laughs> that's what you get for having hope. <laughs> 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 I, maybe, maybe it's one of those products that they stirred up enough, you know, positive, gener- uh, positive reviews that they will bring it out. But you know, maybe I'm just a one man party over here. The other foodie one that I saw um, before we get into Ellie's favorite ones was Walkers. I found mm. this on an article today. I was researching before we jumped on mic, and um, they came out with a bread sized crisp. Um, so that you could make the perfect chip sandwich, which I love that. I I love this again, almost you know just subtle enough that it could be real, <laughs> and the it's not a mm-hmm. bad idea either. So this is another one I'm hoping generated enough positive, you know, um, reviews that they bring it out because mm-hmm. what a game changer. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder if sometimes. They put them out so they're like so borderline, like whether it could happen, you know, like right right on the cusp. Yeah. It's kind of like user testing, isn't it? Like seeing what the reaction is. And they'll be like, nah, like in a few months' time, you know, the users like it, so we'll bring it out. Like it's a clever idea if they use it to like their advantage. Reverse psychology on April Fool's Day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really easy market research. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Ellie, what were your favourite ones? Because I know you found some good ones too. 
Yeah, so my favourite one of the the day was from Copperfield um, and they did a collaboration on April Fool's, which I thought was quite mm. clever, um, with Skinny Tan to bring out what they call the Invisimit, um, which has real... Te- I say I say it. <laughs> You're really real. selling it. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, it says it's with real touch technology. So while you're tanning yourself, it has the technology to detect any unusual lumps and bumps, basically, um, which is like the purpose of Copperfield. Um, obviously, it's an April Fool's, but I love the concept of it. And I just thought it was like, it was really clever, really innovative, um, and just like very different to kind of like the campaigns mm-hmm. we usually see. Um, and I love that they were like collaborating with another brand. I thought that was like an extra little touch like a cherry on the cake really um yeah I love that one (laughs) that's super cool because I love that it kind of almost brings a a certain level of awareness to everyone's social feed Mm -hmm. I love that they did a collab with another brand I think that's super smart and maybe you know I know a few brands have obviously done that in the past but something to to think of down the line if you have any sort of like sister brands Mm -hmm. or even you know um brands in the same industry as you I think that's so cool literally as and also like uh skinny town i think are quite a big like influencer based brand so i feel like lots of people would have seen it and thought it was cool as well um and i did i did second guess it being like "Hmm, (laughs) this is this is cool and then obviously like the following day they were like april fools i was like (laughs) damn it but um i love the concept um but on another note um one that i thought was kind of cool um was that amazon announced that rylan um was going to become the next voice of alexa which i just thought was like fantastic um obviously it's not (laughs) true um just like the concept of it and i feel like it was really far-fetched i wouldn't have put him as the voice obviously um but i just think it's really clever and i thought it's quite funny um and just kind of uh, Bit, bit different, I guess. I just love the like complete contrast from like the chill, mellow tone that Alexa has compared to just like Ryland's entire being. Um. Exactly. <laughs> I really love that as kind of like an ongoing campaign idea. I know like a few, a lot of years back now, Satnav kind of did the same thing where you had like Darth Vader voicing mm-hmm. Satnav and stuff. I feel like they could roll out a campaign and get like Gemma Collins on this and like a bunch of different oh, UK celebs and sort of influencers and kind of do something really cool like that on social media where they're the voice. Like it would never actually happen, but mm-hmm. that's they're onto something there. I think they should. I mean, I think after like looking into it a bit more, um, they said that it's apparently like they've made it a one day special <laughs> okay. of him being feature feature voice, but like that was it. Um, <laughs> But safe to say, I didn't try it. I don't know whether anyone, any of the ones like listening at home, did. Um, but you can probably yeah. buy like Alexas now that have like the Ryland voice on it for just like mm. thousands of. But they're like collectors' items. Yeah, Alexa, the expansion <laughs> yeah. pack. It's like those iPhones that you can buy that still have like Flappy Bird installed. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> Right, well, I think this year was a pretty successful year of April Fool's campaigns, if I do say so myself. There are a few duds. Um, natural deodorant, I'm looking at you, please. I never want to see a, a cheese deodorant again. <laughs> um, or a birthday suit. Thank you, that's quite enough. Um, but we want to know if you saw any April Fool's campaigns that you wish were true. So make sure you reach out on Instagram or Twitter and let us know at giraffe SN. 
Now is time for our tips and tricks segment where we share what we've learned in the world of social media and let you know how you can apply it to your social media strategy. This week, we are going to be breaking down how to create controlled controversy online and stay with me here. In the spirit of <laughs> April Fool's, we're going to be sharing some tips on how to stir the pot online in a way that triggers some positive engagement for your brand. Now, this doesn't mean by controversy, you know, spreading misinformation or hate. It could be as simple as saying pineapple belongs on pizza. Just a bit of tongue-in-cheek fun that gets people interacting with your content, just like you would on April Fool's Day. So if you're not yet convinced, hopefully our tips can encourage you to give it a try. Um, Ellie, why don't you kick us off with your tip? So my tip is to do controversy with purpose so there has to be like a reasoning um behind it so basically you want to kind of like disprove an assumption um that is kind of like widespread um I kind of looked into some sort of campaigns that were previously done um that sort of did this um and one of them that I found was Superdrug their online doctor's campaign it was called perceptions of perception and you guys may have came like come across it before um like after coming across the article I was like oh yeah I did remember seeing it and um, it got quite a lot of like social media attraction um basically designers from 18 countries were asked to photoshop a model's body according to the beauty yeah. standards of their respective cultures um so like you have all these different kind of body types you know body types um from all these different countries and kind of it did spark like kind of widespread controversy um but in a controlled manner mm -hmm. like how we're saying it because that was kind of what they set out to do to kind of make people rethink um and yeah and it generated over 600 stories and close to a million social shares so wow. that's a successful yeah. controlled controversy <laughs> social media campaign um that's quite a tongue twister <laughs> new tongue twister um, week <laughs> But yeah, and also like it kind of achieves um, like the purpose of these campaigns, which is to kind of trigger emotion and spark a response. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that was a really kind of clever, clever idea that they did. Um, and yeah, maybe it's another brand can use this moving forward. Definitely. I mean, my top tip kind of moving to smaller scale, if you don't want to kind of plan out a really um, sort of inspired campaign, like Ellie just mentioned, I feel like the best way to do it is to maybe like to jump on a little bit of a hot topic or um, a little trend that's going around on social media to create like a nice friendly debate. I think yeah. doing this on TikTok or Facebook especially works because, you know, people love to share their opinions and the more comments you get, the better your engagement rate kind of is. Um, but my top tip mm -hmm. for doing this is to make sure that your idea is relevant to your brand, either directly or or peripherally because like any content strategy your posts need to have purpose so creating controversy for the sake of controversy is not really going to provide any value to your brand or your target audience um, so funnily enough I wrote down a little example of this and it actually you know can relate to Audi they were my mm. my case study that I picked oh. out so Katie this this could be of interest to you I know you're an this Audi this is fan. for me <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and this is definitely something maybe they have already done or should do because, as we said, their social media managers are next level. Um, but an example of a small controlled controversy that you could use to sort of stir the pot and drive engagement could be something as small as the wheels or doors trend. Mm. Um if you haven't heard of this, I, I really don't know what to say. Like this was everywhere this month and really just took over everyone's lives. I've had numerous conversations about this that I'd rather forget if your team doors, you are wrong. Um, but I feel like Audi could, or Little or Tesco could quite easily jump on this and sort of make it relevant to their brand because obviously a lot of you know, all, all shopping retailers have trolleys. Um, and so they could, you know, mm-hmm. simply put a post out and say the answer is wheels and then just share a picture of, you know, all their trolleys stacked up at the end of the day. And then, you know, naturally, if your team doors, I feel like you just can't help yourself. But uh, <laughs> say, no, it's doors. So something like that, like it doesn't always have to be really big and really thought provoking, um, but something small and, and dare I say petty, like uh, <laughs> or wheels or doors is always going to spark um, the conversation and trigger that engagement that you're looking for. So mm-hmm. that is my tip. Um, Katie, why don't we move on to your third and final tip for us? Yeah, I mean... My one for this would be to make sure that you are prepared because like, although, you know, it might just be like a petty thing, like Chloe said, like hopefully it's, you know, not hate or misinformation or anything, Um, but just be prepared for like the influx of like engagement you're going to get that hopefully will be positive, but also like there is a potential to it for it to be negative, especially if you're like challenging a misunderstanding and everything. So firstly, like, make sure that you've got enough feet on the ground that can, like, deal with these coming in um, so you can engage back with them. So make sure your community management is just, like, completely ready for this. Um, Make sure you're all on the same page as well. Um, So you're just keeping your, like, brand voice consistent. You know, that's essential all the time. But, you know, particularly when, like, you are taking a stand as a brand or whatever, you know, you want to make sure that, like, everyone is on the same page there. And if you're, like, challenging um, um, a misunderstanding or anything, make sure you have things like sources backed up. Um, Like, it's going to provide a bit of validity to it. And if you do get people coming in being like, well, you're wrong... You can be like, well, actually, if you read along here, you'll find out this, this and this and you're kind of educating them. Um, but also, like, if it is something kind of humorous, like the whole, like, I know, I know it wasn't humorous. It was a very serious situation, Chloe. But the doors and wheels <laughs> argument, um, you know, you can still have like a little bit of fun with it. Like it doesn't have to. Obviously, that's not a serious situation. So you've got to make sure everyone's on the right page on the type of tone you're going to be taking with it. Like, don't just clap back mm-hmm. at people. Make sure you haven't got someone seriously passionate, passionately team doors on the team who. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's like that. The... <laughs> no, those tips are great. And I think, you know. Creating a little bit of controversy, I feel like people want to stray away from a little bit. Obviously, if you want to do it on a larger scale about a really larger topic, naturally, that that's fine and you should be cautious, cautious about it. But, you know, sometimes 
posting little tongue-in-cheek content and uh, stirring the pot a little can do wonders for your brand and for your brand reputation and even for your tone of voice if you want to be known for that kind of thing. I think there are a lot of brands out there who are and they do it really well. So hopefully you can utilize those tips and do the same. Well, that's all we've got time for today. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And if you'd like to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app, we wouldn't mind that either. We've been Giraffe Social Media. You've been amazing. We'll see you next time.